Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination through the book of Ephesians. We're in the third chapter. And we're actually at the 13th verse. And the 13th verse of the third chapter begins with the word, therefore. (laughs) And so, as we've seen so often in the scripture in our time together, we must pay attention to what that therefore is there for. And so go back to the previous episodes if you haven't heard them, the last maybe three or four to sort of set the context of what's going on here. But, uh, (coughs) excuse me, it's early in the morning here. Um, Paul is speaking about... Uh, the the eternal purpose of the gospel that he's brought to them and how that eternal purpose of God the Father was carried out in Jesus Christ. And because of that, those who believe that we have boldness, folks, okay, we have confident access to the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and then he's telling us who we are in him because of what he has done for us. And it's therefore sort of important because it, it sounds like a, a, a change of direction what he's talking about, but it's really not. Verse 13 says this, Therefore, I ask, and I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. Huh. Uh, The King James says, Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations. The ESV says, So I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is your glory. The Lexham says, Therefore, I ask you not to be discouraged at my afflictions on behalf of you, which are your glory. So what, what is this talking about? Well, Paul was imprisoned. Paul was undergoing persecutions, tribulations, suffering. Okay. And it was because it says for your glory, it was because he was bringing the gospel message to the Gentiles. And he'd already addressed that in the previous verses that he was undergoing these things because he had brought the message, but he was saying this, Hey, don't worry about it. It's for your glory. It's for your transformation that I'm doing this. If I have to undergo some suffering to where the Gentiles will have the gospel message, then so be it. Don't worry about it. Don't fret over it in any way. Paul continues in verse 14. Watch what he says. For this reason, for what reason? Let me read the rest of it. And really, verses 14, let me see, 14, 15, 16, 17, uh, yeah, 18, I think all the way down to 19, yeah. I believe this is all one sentence. I know it's all one thought here, okay? Paul says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. Well, for what reason? For the very reason that he's undergoing tribulations, sufferings, persecutions, He's even discouraged, but it's all on behalf of their glory, okay, to where they would receive. He says, because of this, you know what? I bow my knees before the Father. And then he's going to give us things right here, folks, that we really, really, really need to dwell upon for a while and just think about within our spirit and within the inner man. Listen to this, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, verse 15 from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name or is named. Verse 16, that he, this is the Father, would grant you 
according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through the Holy Spirit in the inner man, verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, verse 19, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. You know, these. Uh, this is one of these sentences, a, a portion of the scripture, that right when I think I get my mind and my spirit wrapped around the totality of the truth that is here, <clears throat> there's, there's more things to be revealed. There's more things to see. There's more to understand. So let me just back up here where we can see some things. He says, you know what? I'm bowing before the Father. He said, I bow my knees. And I think he's I mean, physically doing that. And then he says this, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives this name. Every family, everything in heaven, everything on earth comes from God the Father, has been created. It's like every lineage. And it's actually talking about uh, race and kindreds and tribes and nations. Uh, I don't think it's too far to extrapolate everything that's been created. Okay. But here, within the context of the whole thing, remember what the, the greater context is that he's been speaking of, of the mystery of Christ, how the Jew and the Gentile are one in the Lord, that we are one with the Lord. If you believe in your Gentile, you're one. If you believe in your Jew, you're one. Okay, So that's the context of it. And he says, every family derives this name from the Father. Then verse 16, that he would grant you so he's bowing his knee to the Father, and he's interceding for them. And he's saying, I'm asking that he will grant this to you, and that he will grant this according to the riches of his glory. <clears throat> well, grant what? Well, what are the riches of his glory? We've already seen the first two and a half chapters, uh, that his riches are literally unfathomable, without end, without height, without bottom, okay? The riches of his glory, okay, the depth of his glory. Here's what he wants to be granted to them to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. That is what he's praying for them, that they would be strengthened in the inner man. Well, what's the inner man? You know? And don't worry about this man, woman. It's talking about mankind, okay? That we as humans, that we would be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit in the inner man. Other portions of Scripture show us that we are tripartite beings, that we are body, soul, and spirit. The body, we understand that because every human that's ever been born has a body in some form or fashion. That's the reason the Lord uses the picture of the church as being the body of Christ. <clears throat> so we have a body where we exist, but who are we? We are the spirit. We are spirit beings. We are made in the image of God to be imagers of God. We are the, uh, a spirit. And there is a line between the soul and the spirit. Now, quite often they're used synonymously, you know, in terminology. But we see uh, in Hebrews it talks about uh, uh, the spirit, the soul, the body. 
The spirit is who you actually are. The soul is the interface between the spirit realm, that spirit of who you are, and the body. Okay? The soul, the scripture tells us, is the seat of the emotions. And so what he is saying is, I want you to be strengthened with power through the Holy Spirit in the inner man. That who we are as the spirit, the spirit that is you, okay, that that would be strengthened through the Holy Spirit. If that's strengthened through the Holy Spirit, the other things will all fall into place, the soul and the body. Too often we function within the soulish realm, that interface between the spirit and the body, when we should be functioning within the spirit realm. <clears throat> we are in a physical world, but the real life, the reality of life, takes place within the spirit and within the inner man. <clears throat> so this right here, folks, is something we need to grab a hold of and say, yes, Lord, I want to be strengthened with your power through the Holy Spirit in the inner man to your praise, your honor, and your glory. I'll tell you what, we'll continue this the next time. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.